Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever, and then we talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr... Mr. Ben Arrington. And we have today, so we pulled together our like witchy resources... He whispered to the devil himself and summoned uh, the Horror Hangout Facebook group regular, Johan. How's it going, Johan? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I didn't get the devil whispers, but I did get a nice little text message, so I think that was all right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I meant, yeah. So you're, you're like our, you're an expert of the next film we're going to be talking about. You could say you're a rexpert, which is something I just made up earlier. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the last time we talked about the podcast, it was very good. And today we're talking about Wreck, which is a very mm. scary film. Uh, so, yeah. How are you guys doing? How are you doing, Johan? You've listened to the show. You've been a, a contributor yeah. in many ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, in terms of the show, I'm loving the show. So that's why I wanted to, when I said, like, can I get involved in this somehow? I said, can it be this episode? Because I really, really like this song. So I will put that in. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm on it. So I've got far more energy for this bleeding hot weather so um <laughs> yeah and also Perfect. i kind of just i've got one of the things as well like i like about this podcast is just you guys just bantering on for about an hour just about the same movie and i kind of do that on a regular basis so i thought i would just throw my tent like my few cents in there as well so yeah yeah do you feel like when you listen to the podcast do you feel like i wish i could talk back to them <laughs> you know what i mean like there's, there's sometimes, more. yeah, and sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm shouting at the screen and wanting to correct you because there are moments <laughs> where you either say names wrongly, get the year wrong or something, and you're like, no, yeah. it's wrong, it's, that's not what it is. Um, yeah. so. we, we, we definitely do that on a regular basis. When I, when I listen back, there are moments when I think we've got that terribly wrong, but you know, we can't even bother to go and correct ourselves, which is fine, you know? No, we've no. got someone like you, someone like you, Johan, who can come and correct us. Yeah. We need yeah. you. I don't want to get paralyzed by perfection. I don't want to get facts right. <laughs> who yeah. cares what year it was? Who cares what year it was in, man? Was it 1982? Yeah. Was it's it 1981? Who cares, man? Yeah. I think the one that's funnier as well, because <laughs> what's interesting about uh, this one being a particularly a Spanish movie is when you try and pronounce foreign oh, names, yeah, and you're that. terrible yeah. at pronouncing foreign names. Yeah. Oh, that's me. That's me. Number one. Number one. Pronouncing <laughs> foreign names over here. Just names in general, really. Yeah. Not even just foreign. Names. <laughs> British names as well. He's calling me Lukey. Okay, Lukey. <laughs> Have you ever seen the name Siobhan written down? Yeah. My God. Sugarhan. It looks like a, a yeah. Lovecraftian beast. Sugarhan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're at we're at number thirty-four on the list. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's wreck. It's very recent, very much on Ben's cliff. It's so far the other side. <laughs> the cliff is a construct you've created in your mind, Luke. Don't don't embrace it. Okay, no won't. But it's uh, it's very recent, is what I'm saying. I think it might be yeah. the most recent of the lists, maybe. Really? Uh, no, I think on the list we've also got it follows, which was okay. which is very recent. Incredibly recent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one's late, late two thousands. So late yeah, that's pretty. Like, yeah. Is it like two thousand nine? Yeah, two thousand seven is. Ooh, I ooh. just had to correct the facts there. Johan's yeah. just been corrected on on the year. This is how it starts. This is how it starts. I'm going to remember that. That's that's number one. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Number one, oh, Johan. No. I shouldn't have said this. Okay, go on. Okay. Three strikes. Um, ben, do you want to tell us a bit about what it's about? Okay, uh, I'll tell you a bit what it was about. I'm going to try and pronounce some names. Strap yourselves in. Okay, Rec is a 2007 Spanish zombie horror film co-written and directed by Jean Balaguero and Paco Plaza. The film was shot in Barcelona, Spain, and the title is an abbreviation of the word record as it appears on a video camera. With this, are we calling it Rec or REC? Because I've always called it Rec. I've always called it Rec. I've always called always. it Rec. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, the plot is basically a television reporter and cameraman follows emergency workers into a dark apartment building and they are quickly locked inside with something terrifying. Ooh. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is what the um, the Empire film people have to say about it. Uh, found footage of the concept was already feeling tired and gimmicky by the late noughties. Then Rhett mm-hmm. came along and gave it a hell of a jolt. Two documentary filmmakers find themselves on the night shift for the TV show while you're sleeping uh following a barcelona fire brigade uh when they sleepily stumble on an old lady infected with a zombie virus like many before it rex markdown budget and indie sensibility works entirely in its favor a fresh take on an old template that feels intimate visceral and real and one character as one character observes uh q ruckus i don't know is that is that pronounced right i think so kind of i think it's around (laughs) go uh, so, um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 9% fresh. That's pretty high. IMDb gave it the standard IMDb rating of 7.5. I've never... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, all good movies is uh, 7.5 upwards. I don't think, we've had, a, I think we've had 7.4 and 7... Between 7.4 and 7.6. I don't think we've ever had a film out of that range for some reason. <laughs> so weird. strange. Yeah. So this is what the... Um, uh, on the Horror Hangout Facebook group, uh, Liam Banks said he, he loves this film so much, found footage done right, and the language barrier mm. makes it all the more scary for him, uh, which mm. I think so too. Um, I often go abroad and get scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these damn foreigners of the mumbo jumbo. It's not like, what are they saying about me? I don't know. <laughs> You're instantly okay. thinking people walk down the street, they're instantly talking about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, but this is. I was going to say, oh, actually, right. in terms of the language barrier is a bit different for me because I'm coming from Gibraltar, so I understand mm-hmm. Spanish. Yeah. And oddly enough, I find it scarier anyway because it's in another language that I understand and it's a different kind of way of approaching the scares rather mm. than like yeah. it was. If, th- if this was actually, that's the thing is, Wreck was done eventually in English. It was remade into Quarantine. Yeah. If anyone remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. I've and it didn't, and it didn't really work. So maybe it just was just. Because it was Spanish, it just kind of added to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did I've, anybody did, did you see Quarantine? No, I've, not, I've only seen Rec 1. I've never yeah. felt the impetus to watch any of the remakes or any of the sequels. Maybe I should watch the sequels. I don't know. Has anyone seen some, it? Yeah, some, yeah, some of the 
yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen two and three. I've not seen four. Have you seen there four? There is a four. Yeah, you no, know, I haven't seen four. But it, the, the, I heard all I heard is now it's on a boat. Basically, it's wreck on a boat. It says wreck, um, yeah. wreck for apocalypse. So I think anything that has like a, uh, any sort of zombie, film, like zombie apocalypse. I always make me think of Resident Evil, so I'm kind of worried it went a bit down that route. I, I, I think so, yeah. I think by the by looks of it, because I like the second one a lot. Mm. And the third one was weird, because they, they tricked you in the third one, because they tried to do the whole handheld thing for 15 minutes, and then they say, like, we're going to do this a third yeah. time round. Yeah, and just really. does like a yeah. like a regular movie. So they kind of stopped it after 15 minutes, and it goes, oh, okay. Regular now we're filming it like an actual movie. We can film this like an actual movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rec two, Rec two was in the same building, wasn't it? It was pretty much like a follow on, a direct follow on. Immediately minutes after oh, the okay. first yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it good? Yeah, it's good actually, but it's different because it's more action based. Mm. Like because you follow the cameras on the SWAT team oh, in the right, second yeah. one. Yeah. And oddly, these bunch of random kids who show up into the whole thing afterwards, which is really stupid. But you follow the SWAT team around, so it almost feels like a first-person shooter for most of the movie. So that's cool. Yeah, that's just cool. I like. I don't think I ever really wanted to watch any remakes or sequels because this. The first time I watched this film, it was me and a few uni friends. It was like lunchtime. Mm. We had some cheap frosty jack cider, and we were like five <laughs> grown-up dudes watching this film that we had no idea what it was about. And it, yeah. I didn't know it was about zombies until like a little bit into it. And it just, like, imagine just five grown up dudes screaming <laughs> in the middle of the day. Yeah, it, it nothing was. To do, no, absolutely nothing to do with the film. Oh, yeah, no, we didn't, uh... the film was on the other side of the room. We weren't watching it. But uh, <laughs> there's, there's something like, I don't know, there's something about just not knowing anything about it and then just watching it and just sort of, I felt it very much a part of the, the sort of the character's experience of it. And I find it terrifying. So I never felt like I needed to watch any more films or remakes or anything. Yeah, it's it's if you if they never made any more sequels, this movie was perfectly like capsuled, isn't it? Like it it ends actually in a really cool way as well. But everything is sort of weirdly wrapped up, even though it's a bittersweet thing. So you didn't yeah. have to have any more movies afterwards. They just decide to make more movies afterwards, mm. um, and it's not real explanation why, but they just decide to do it anyway. I think it's well, you got to make again. money. You got to pay the bills, man. You got to hit. You got to keep them. You got to keep them coming. <laughs> it's it's like the it's more like the paranormal activity movies and stuff like yeah. that, isn't it? The first one did really well. It was probably made on the cheap, and it said, "You know what? We can make like a bajillion of these," and they yeah. actually did. <laughs> so the, the paranormal for some activity bajillion. reason <laughs> they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bajillion and one's coming out next year. I can't wait for that. Can't um, wait for bajillion one. I mean, it looks terrifying. Have you seen it? There's a ghost in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a ghost. The ghost being haunted stuff. by another ghost. That's yeah. what that is. Oh, Jesus, ghost, yeah. ghostception. Yeah. Um, oh. So, when was the first time you watched this one, Ben? Do you remember? Um, I think I saw this fairly close to when it came out. Um, I don't know if I saw it in the cinema. I think it was a DVD uh, purchase mm. of mine, uh, probably so around about 2008. Probably. Uh, yeah, and I've always, I've always loved it. I've always thought it was great. Um, if we've talked already about the the a royalty of found footage films such as like Blair Witch Project and stuff yeah. like that. This is probably like a close second for me in terms of those films. Mm. Um, because although it does co sort of go go through some very obvious tropes and it is it is a found footage film, fairly a fair few years after found footage became possible, uh, sorry, became popular, it's it's like ama it's amazing. There's so many genuine scares in it and it's genuinely creepy. The vibe is perfect. Some of the supporting characters are a little bit mind numbing. But I think the journey of of the of the support of the central character 
is good enough for everything to be everything mm. to be genuinely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's it's, it's unique without. It's, it's incredibly unique. And when you look at it from outside and you explain the film to somebody, it doesn't sound unique at all. When well, you experience uh, uh, it, it's unique. Found, found footage, zombie. Like none of those things scream unique. It's, and also, yeah. the same year, I think I read that uh, Diary of the Dead came out. and um, Yeah, and that was a yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it wasn't like unique yeah, at all, but it just it was just done so well, so so nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Jan? What was the first time you saw it? Do you remember? Um, I saw in the cinema, like maybe the first few weeks when it was out in the cinema. That's terrifying in cinema. I was, oh, it was really, 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 really scary. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, I got it because I got into it because um, what's interesting is I got it by I got it by the trailer. Now the trailer was different because the trailer had barely any any had no clips from the movie. It was like its own separate scene that they filmed about right. these two firefighters breaking into the building after what seems to be the zombie apocalypse happening in the building to find the little girl now a zombie attacking one of the firemen yeah and and that's all you saw and so like oh this is good and it i didn't even, you didn't get to see any of the characters you had no idea it was properly whether it was found footage or not you had no idea so that tickled did that tickle me a bit and then by the time i went to see in the movie i only went to see it with my friend and two other two other friends of mine uh myself and like two girls and uh, what was really funny was I was literally like this, like especially the last 20 minutes, I'm like holding, like I'm, yeah, I'm, I wish it was yeah. a blanket. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, ah. And I am, I was shaking afterwards once the movie was finished. I was actually physically shaking. And it's funny because because uh, the two girls that saw with me had no reaction to it. They thought it was a bit bleh. Oh, so yeah. here I am actually. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, here's me legitimately having like a panic attack. Like, ah, this is, ah. And these two girls go, what the What's wrong with you? I hate, I hate that. Yeah, when, I hate yeah. that when you watch a film and it creates such a such a, a big emotional response from you. Whether it's like you're terrified or you're upset by it or you're really sort of like <laughs> yeah. emotionally invested. Yeah. And you go, oh my god, that was how I broke my People go, oh, don't, don't know, that was crap. Rubbish, no, no, it's like when like a dog, right. a, a dog or something dies in a film. I'm like crying, and Cat looks over like, what are you crying at? Like, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Grow up, mate. <laughs> Um, oh come on! No one cries with a dead dog. They have no soul. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so let, let's. Uh, it's true. I have no soul. Yeah. <laughs> let's crack up with the story a bit. So the key players in the film. There's a lot. Um, let me try some of these names out. Manuela Velasco as Angela Vidal. Mm-hmm. And Pablo. Yep. She's like the the uh, the main uh, character through which we see most of the film. Um, she's like a, a TV reporter. Um, yep. Pablo Rosso as Pablo, who's the guy holding the camera, and then there's mm-hmm. like a uh, there's a load of Spanish people playing firemen and tenants and stuff. It's a really long list. I, I don't really want to go into yeah. it. <laughs> no, no, no. But look, uh, by this point, actually, because some of them you don't even remember the names of them. You can, yeah. the, and but in but the way that the characters are in the apartment building, they're done so well that technically you can name them by stereotype, and you know exactly what we're talking about. So we can just call them by stereotype yeah, from this point yeah. on. That's pretty much it. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So a rational um, rational parent lady. Uh, yeah, um, slightly camp uncle because he looks like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slightly, slightly camp and racist uncle. Yeah, there's yeah, that, there's yeah. that. He's like yeah. blaming everything on the uh, on the, the Chinese neighbors. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you got the Chinese na- You got the Chinese. You then have the doctor <laughs> as well. Yeah, and uh, and I'm not sure if there's anyone else that actually shows up because everyone else is like. Anyone else is either dead or. <laughs> what is the, um, the hunky fireman? 
who there's a like yeah, a little bit of flirtation with. Um, mm-hmm. There's a the dead fireman who will get into yeah. what happens to him later. There, and then there's a, there's yeah. the Arda's nails fireman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Play... Nexus, so. Yeah, that was awesome. And there's a cop as well who plays it like a he's a stick in the mud sort of guy. Yeah, like, but no one's allowed to do anything. You've all got to stay yeah. down here. Oh, and then eventually you do get the guy from the you get the guy from what seems to be like the institute, the one in like the full yeah, yeah. suit coming in and the so Umbrella that. Corporation man. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay, so the film starts with basically there's a there's like a TV show, it's like a nightly show. I don't think many people watch it. Um, yeah. The reporter Angela Vidal and I can't remember they're going to do it. Um, the TV show is called While You're Sleeping. And they're going to be covering a night shift for Barcelona's uh, local fire stations. They're going to, mm-hmm. um, you know, capture all of the magic, all of the uh, action as it happens. But then not really that much happens. There's a bit where um, yeah. uh, Angela says, it sounds kind of terrible, but I really want something terrible to happen. Um, mm. Whether or not she means a zombie infestation, I, I, I just don't know <laughs> at this point. I, probably. I, probably. I mean, yeah, looking back, I'm thinking she, she knew. She wanted it. <laughs> I like this is good. I think this this whole intro, this whole intro, intricate intro part where they're sort of like milling about the fire station, getting introduced yeah. to everybody, and getting the detail in the most monotonous detail of what everybody in the fire station does. I yeah. think it's good. Yeah, because it grounds the film. It makes everything feel the pacing feels nice. You kind of feel like you get mm. a feel for everybody to know Angela pretty well in this particular moment, and Pablo, even though you don't see him at this point. Yeah. Um, I think it's nice. So when the things eventually go. When the shit eventually hits the proverbial fan, it uh, yeah, I like to I like to say when the feel, fireman it feels that much more intense. I like to say when the fire instead of shit hits the fan, it's when the fireman's face hits the floor. That's like the uh, the, the truest. That's literally the half. Is, and if you look at the time, it's actually the halfway point of the movie. Is it? So Jesus by that Christ. point, yeah, around yeah. there, it's like pff, literally at the halfway point, everything goes to shit. Yeah. Um, and what's good, and I love the beginning of part as well. It's mostly because. You, you you are kind of bored as well, and it's done on purpose. Like everything yeah. is boring. Everything yeah. is dull. Oh, they're just eating. Oh, everyone's actually asleep. We we don't have good TV. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. if everyone's just fudging asleep. So the moments they start like the moment a, an alarm comes in and they saw that and whatever it is, it's like oh my god, action! And they don't care what it is by this point. It could be a cat stuck in a tree. They find something, you know. Mm. Um, in fact, they even joke, like, say, how often do people go out and say, do, do you guys go and save cats and trees? They even mention that and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, until they go into the apartment building and it seems like an odd call, but, you know, it's it, it's just, yeah. it seems like bog standard until it goes tits up. Yeah. So they get uh, they get the call and they sort of jump in with the, um, so there's Manu, who's the, the hunky fireman guy, and there's a, another guy, uh, Alex, I think it's it here. Um, yeah. So they go with those guys. Uh, they go to this apartment building. Uh, there's two police officers waiting inside. It's all very panicky. Lots of tenants mm. sort of arguing, and and um, and it's it's a really nice European European building. It's like um, yeah. I did see like did you see the size of those rooms? That, like yeah. stunning, yeah. stunning architecture. You know, forget about it. It's a really nice building. I really want to live there at some point. That's like a typical, like proper Spanish home, really. Actually, it was quite surprising. So I, I know, I know a couple of, I know some friends who lived over in Spain, and they have apartments which are surprisingly big. You're thinking like, Fudge's living room's big, you know? And oh, this is really nice, randomly placed there. Oh, there's tiles from like. 
from like that seemed to be go back from the 1920s and just like an accessory. Yeah. And it's really, it's really, really looking as well good and well built. And I think it adds more to the creepiness of the movie afterwards when things start going a bit tits up. If it looked like it, if it was done like in a modern shiny building, which was kind of what the remake did, it kind of loses it a bit again, doesn't it? So is it is a new one? Is quarantine set in a sort of a modern build then? Well, it's kind of like in a still traditionally older building, but it still looks too slick. That yeah. one looks like it's been fixed and lived in for like a couple of like you know forever. Yeah. So this one feels like there's stuff in the walls. Do you know what I mean? Like there's uh, there's like mm. secrets hidden in the in like the architecture of it and and in the attic, which, which does actually happen. It, it feels like yeah. it, it feels like. With the low lighting, it feels like a haunted house, yeah, which I yeah. think is the kind of, yeah. the kind of thing they're going for. How many yeah. people? There were a few sort of families down in the down in the uh, stairwell when they were all being kept there during the disturbance. But yeah. really, I'm not sure how many how many sort of flats there were, but there didn't seem to be too many people in that building at all. I think yeah. I think they say uh, there's like floor one left, floor one right. So I think there's only two apartments per floor. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah there's probably and, like six, six or eight. Yeah, and that yeah. thing is, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of stairs, which uh, adds to the whole, like, you know, as she's, like, people are running up and down the stairs, it adds more to the tension because he realizes building surprisingly tall. Um, but there's only like two apartments per floor or something, okay. or like, or like two or three. So there's not a lot living in each floor. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, Angela, uh, they, they go up with a camera and um, they go to some, there's some neighbor, some old woman who's just screaming. Apparently, she's a little bit strange. Yeah. They go in there and they have a they have a look at her, and she, within a few seconds, leaps onto um, one of the police officers' the, neck. The police sergeant, yeah, yeah. sergeant actually, yeah, sergeant. She uh, rips a chunk out of his um, throat. That um, looked awesome. It did, yeah. <laughs> so this is our first look at like at one of the monsters. I still think you look at that. You're not even completely sure if it is a zombie at this point. Um, it's fairly certain, but to me, it kind of looked a bit more. Um, I don't know. Even more she, she, I think she doesn't. Yeah. She, she seems like um, she seems a little bit like she does, she's a bit self-aware. She doesn't seem yeah. like mm. a complete bloodthirsty monster. At some point, seems a bit like she's um, not whoever to attack. So she's yeah. kind of like hanging back a little bit. And then when she does sort of pick her moment to attack, it's almost like she's been backed into a corner. So she feels like she needs to. Mm. So it's rather than that bloodthirsty rage of a zombie where they're just coming at coming at mm. people willy nilly and just ripping people apart it's a it's not as much like that it's almost like they're very particular about who they're attacking and yeah. and why i guess it also feels a little bit as well like when you first see her she's actually like she's pretty much just in her underwear by the point isn't she she's in her underwear in the corner of the room hyperventilating like you're, you're hearing this sort of like <gasps> yeah yeah that kind of thing and that really but you're not sure whether she's having like some kind of panic attack you're not sure if she's like having some kind of mental episode you're not really sure until yeah. she literally lunges and a huge gory chunk out of the sergeant's neck so then by that point you're thinking okay crazy old lady crazy crazy old lady shoot do yeah. something with a crazy old lady and you know you're still not thinking zombie at the moment you're thinking she's nuts it's only until later on obviously when it turns out the entire building is infested yeah yeah well they said so they carry the the police sergeant downstairs um and then mm -hmm. now we see that the um all the tenants are in this lobby area um yeah. and the all the, the the doors have been sealed off by uh, cellophane, so you can't get through yeah. that cellophane. 
Um, not the cellophane. <laughs> no. I can't get through it. Yeah. Let me out the cellophane. But it's basically... too thick. Industrial thickness cellophane. <laughs> no one's got a sharp knife. No one's got yeah. a sharp knife. Anyway. So they're, they're all like quarantined in there. Um, people are freaking out. Uh, and then is it around here the the face hits the floor? Well, well, no. Around here, by that point, you have the cop. The like, who, it's, it's not really a cop, isn't he? I'm not sure if he's come from outside or whether he's like the security guard of the place. I think he's the security guard of the building hmm. or something like that. And he's going saying, "No, everyone, remain calm." And he's using his walkie-talkie, acting all cool when really he has absolutely no idea what's going on. Just as well, it's like everyone needs to stay calm. Don't panic. And then you hear people from outside talking you hear the like the whole like uh people saying like everyone remain calm we have heard there is some kind of infestation do not worry do not panic have a nice day kind of thing which is kind of funny yeah. at the end of it he actually says like stay calm there might be something happening but we'll sort it out soon yeah have a nice yeah. day and if, okay. if anyone if anyone ever <coughs> locks you in a room and says stay calm you might be very sick i would not stay calm like i know they, could, they, they, could, do. they could just say, stay calm. There's stuff happening outside here. You, we don't need to step in it. Someone's yeah, made a mess. Yeah. Someone piddled. Just stay there. We're going to clean yeah, this up. In your life. <laughs> well, the, the way they describe it as well, they don't even say that they're sick. It's like saying, we're closing you off because something happened. Something is happening, but yeah. don't worry. Remain calm. Yeah. And I think it's the lack of information that obviously everyone in the building rightfully so says, can someone tell us what's happening? This is really stupid and weird. Um, and then as they're all shouting, a man who's down said, going, everyone's like, remain calm. Suddenly the, that's when the Alex drops. The Alex, the Alex drops. Yeah. And that, like that scene, like was one of, it's one of the most memorable shots, like moments. I think in any horror movie, I don't know why. I think it's just because it's had this general, lull sort of tone all the way through and it's like starting to build and it just ramps up it's such a surprising escalation i just found it really shocking i really yeah. really liked it <laughs> it comes out of nowhere yeah. as well because you don't expect that at all because alex is up there sort of cleaning up after the old lady gets shot kind of thing so it's like oh it's fine it's fine we'll calm it down kind of thing and suddenly boom and it's shot and it's structured well because you have i think the 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 nagging mother and the daughter who's having like saying we she is like she has tonsillitis she needs her medicine and she's moaning and this kind of thing and then suddenly boom it's a very <laughs> wet it's a very it's a very wet slap on the ground of this Alex Landon yeah as well because really... it's not even like the person gets thrown over even though you hear a scream it seems like like it almost looks like the old lady kind of tried to numb at his head a bit yeah. and then throw him over. I think she uh, chokeslammed him off the top turnbuckle, straight down from the, <laughs> from the top of the hell in the cell. He, oh, he, did, he did it. He did it, mankind, onto the uh, <laughs> onto the. My God, man, she's dead. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be Kane, right? It wasn't. It was. Uh, it was there. I was, I was if, she, old lady. if she followed behind with a frog splash, just uh, like a ten <laughs> seconds later, <laughs> and then pinned him. He's completely dead. Like his his face is bleeding out, but she pins him anyway. Uno, <laughs> dos, tres, yeah. Oh, good time. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, so now, like everyone's like, like the, the shit has hit the fan. So everyone's sort of panicking, like going crazy. And then they go, the the, the I think the firemen and the policemen, not the injured one, go back upstairs. And then Angela um, sort of follows along. Like she said, we need yeah. to get this on film. Um, that's pretty much her her whole motivation for this entire thing. We need to get this yeah. on film. 
Um, it reminds me of the girl from Blair Witch. She had that same yeah. sort of mentality. Um, I think, yeah, she's very much like a journalist who wants to wants that one big story, and uh, she's probably yeah. not satisfied working on this uh, working on this TV show. So she wants something yeah. to sort of elevate her to the next level, and this this disaster is probably going to look like it's going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as well as like, <laughs> if you compare it to like all the other sort of shaky cam horror movies of the time, right? The thing I've always hated in most of them is that half the time the people have no excuse to be filming, right? Blair Witch Project had an excuse because they're doing a documentary and they want to capture as much as possible. This is technically journalism. And so, you know, yes, they have a right to film what's happening. Look at something like Cloverfield, for example, which is some guy called, I don't know, Barry. I'm going to call him Barry because I don't like him. Um, he's, yeah. Like, it's legitimately like no reason he'd be filming like an intimate moment between a couple and the other end. Or for yeah. example, when he's being chased by the big giant monster, you don't turn around while running on the bridge to get a better angle of yeah. said monster destroying said <laughs> bridge. It's... Nowadays, those... nowadays, though, everyone's got the phone out recording everything. Like, you you yeah. could construct a, a home a found footage movie just from everyone's sort of cameras, just there from the different various... I, I don't I know what you mean there, Johan. I think it's like the... It's always sort of forced in, isn't it? The reason the yeah. person's filming. It's always like this person was filming this minor occurrence, and then suddenly something bad happens, and they film the whole thing. And it yeah. does feel like every time every time somebody says stop filming, I get more and more annoyed because I'm like, you're just rem reminding yeah. me that this guy is filming, yeah, and he yeah. should be, and he wouldn't be in real life. Whereas this feels more real, doesn't it? I think that's the thing. It, when it's grounded in reality like this, and you feel like there's a reason for that person filming, not to just do it for a laugh or yeah. whatever. Why are you filming <laughs> yeah. this? Why are you filming this for? Oh, it's just crazy. Oh, oh, oh this is me. I, don't I like video cameras. <laughs> and the worst bit as yeah. well is like, yeah, you say something like the iPhone, that's easier to like carry around and film. But when you're holding like a camcorder or something, yeah, that's yeah. a bigger piece of equipment. That takes effort. And the only purpose of that said piece is to record and film something yeah. it's not like you're going to use your you know, like your camcorder and suddenly call your mum on it it's not that it's it doesn't do multiple things huh? so hi <laughs> hey i'm just filming my own death i'm Thanks. just taking a selfie um, with this like two grand camera yeah i'm thinking next time around I am thinking there should be a there should be a horror movie done entirely through selfies yeah. that should be the future <laughs> it's, <called selfies. laughs> it's not bad um so yeah. They go up to uh, basically, so the policeman um, and Manu. They go upstairs to check on the, the on the woman. They're like, right, we need to sort her out now. She's chucking people off the top. Oh yeah, so, top so, so yeah. she hadn't she, she hadn't been shot at this point actually. I think she's no. just been no, no, subdued. Yeah, I got that mixed up. But yeah, yeah. she was like taken down, and they all tried to drag him out. I dragged the sergeant out. So that was the first thing they yeah. tried to do, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, they didn't realize that she had super strength, so she kind of overpowered the other firemen. But anyway, they go upstairs, they go upstairs and she's already killed another girl. I don't know who this girl is, or she's bit this other girl. Um, she's then... on it, isn't she? She's racking up that kill count. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, hey, you, come here. I'm going to have a bit yeah. of you as well. So... I think I think they said that she was sort of like this quiet sort of Chilean girl or something who lives in the apartment, but they never actually, you never get a proper introduction. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what happened was when the she was sort of hiding in a room or something, I had no idea. She, she wasn't down there with the yeah, rest of them. yeah. And you don't get to see it, but I assume she heard the fall, the smack, Went finally out the got yeah. out, look, found the open door saying, hey, how's everything? Yeah. So, um, so then they, um, they shoot her this time in the head. Who shoots her? Is it Manu or is it the policeman? It's the policeman, isn't it? Yeah. It's the, it's the yeah. policeman sla yeah. uh, slash security guard guy. So 
He pops three caps in her ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then this is this is one of my favorite uh, favorite shots of the film. So uh, the old woman she slumps against the back wall, um, and then you keep. It looks like she's going to stand up again, or she's going to move. And the camera, this I think one of this film so scary is the camera just keeps obscuring your view. So you keep like trying to keep your eyes on her just to make yeah. sure she doesn't move, but you can never quite get a good angle on her. So it's, it's yeah. always like she's going to get up, she's going to move. She doesn't doesn't do yet, but um, yeah, it was it was good. I, I think that's one of the most like effective bits of this film is is the the way the sort of found footage camera is done. It's yeah. always sort of obscuring stuff just as you want to see it. And the camera does get put down a couple of times, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I love, uh, love that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Which, which kind of does which kind of does make sense because like that isn't the be all and end all. The be all and end all is survival in this particular scenario. The be all and end all isn't we're going to film whatever happens. You know, occasionally I've got to put this camera down because I've got to make sure I live and everyone else lives. Yeah. There were a couple of bits as well, which was actually quite funny. For example, he's he's having his downtime, so you you can literally just see his feet. Um, there's another bit where the girl where the girl actually crawls towards the camera and starts poking it and puts it on accidentally and smudges uh, the yeah. lens. Yeah, and yeah. there's one bit as well, which I think is definitely unique in terms of found horror movie kind of cameras. At one point, he does use the camera as a weapon and like rams one of the zombies in the face with it. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so it adds that sort of um, yeah, it's it's because it's not like he's using the camera all the time as in to film something. There's moments where it's like, oh, oh, okay, we'll now film it now because he actually there's moments of black. It's not continuous flow. It's like moments of black and then records again as if he's picked up the camera again and yeah. time has passed. Yeah. So, so, so then I kind of thought this next bit got a little bit boring. Is <laughs> when it's just uh, it all calms down again and they start interviewing all of the the tenants. I think to give a bit yeah. more character information and background and stuff. Um, yeah. But who did the interview? So there's the um, the guy with stylish hair, I think. Yeah, the <laughs> the, the slightly. Uh, are we talking about the slightly camp uncle? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then they interview um, the girl. Uh, the little girl who's yeah, sick, yeah. who's got tonsillitis, and a mum. Just because basically just like answers for her half the time, doesn't she? It's yeah, like, is she yeah. like, let, let, let so us talk. I'm talking to her. Obviously, there's a key plot point here where she discusses her dog. Uh, so yeah. the little girl discusses the dog Max, who's been taken to the vets um, recently, yeah. and is obviously outside of the building. And obviously, they find out that the father of of her yeah. as well is also out to get her some medicine and wasn't allowed yeah. back into the building. Yeah, so he's out there, obviously. How many of you are thinking, like, with a girl, you know, they said that she's got tonsillitis, she looks very ill. How many of you are assuming the worst at that point about the girl? Because, I mean, the tons mo- tonsillitis is fucking killer. It's not, it's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> tonsillitis or would you, or this zombie zombie disease? I mean, I know which one I'd prefer, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. Zombie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, but at that point, I think... The, the the mother was really hammering it home. She has tonsillitis. She needs her medicine. So it kind of gave away that something's up with her. But we're still not entirely at this point. We're still not entirely sure. Purely zombie yet. I know it's weird, but they don't really say the word zombie yet at all in this, don't they? They don't yeah, say zombie. Yeah. It's strange though because in most zombie films, this is is slightly strange. I find, but obviously it needs to exist in this world. Most zombie films, people don't know what a zombie is. So there's always a moment. When people, instead of people going, holy fuck, they're a zombie, or holy yeah. fuck, they look like a zombie, 
There's yeah. always a moment where people need to kind of get their head around what is potentially happening. Like mm. when a body is coming back to life or someone's infected with something. No one seems to ever really say zombie. I mean, I know in the Walking Dead series, each sort of group of people have their own word for yeah. the, the walkers, the, un, the undead or whatever. No one ever calls them zombies. <laughs> yeah, It's almost like in every single zombie film or every single zombie piece of mm. literature or everything, yeah. it's very rare that you find something where zombies exist in the world before yeah. as a fictional film. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Think of and then Shaun, Shaun of the Dead. Mm. I always think of Shaun of the Dead when you get, don't yeah. say the Z, the Z word. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost like it's that's racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't call them the Z their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Only they can say that to each other. Um, Zombie. Yeah. So uh, what happens now? Zombie. So they put the bodies, they're like, oh, the injured people. Uh, they put yeah, they them put in them like... in the other room. Yeah. And, they've already, and they've interviewed everyone else. So they put everyone in the room and they're just trying to, at this time as well, they're also trying to find other ways to escape, but they can't. And mm. then at some point, this is where they start saying, we're bringing in an expert in. And yeah. I think it's around that point. That's what me and Ben said when uh, we got you on. We're bringing bring in an expert. And Brian, right, we're, at, we're out of our depth here. We need to bring in an expert. <laughs> we're um, bringing it in. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, uh, yeah, so um, what happens now? So the hazmat suit guy uh, from the umbrella school, whatever. I don't know. Um, when, do, <laughs> when, does, uh, when does the shit start happening again? I can't remember. Well, they go, oh. they go, and, they go and handcuff the guys who, the guys who have been injured, the guys who've been bitten. They handcuff them to like a gurney, and mm. the the sort of yeah. health inspector guys kind of like having a look at them. Um, and this, and he's getting some of the residents to help him out as well. And at this point, you know, it's obvious what's going to happen. So one of one yeah. of the one of the guys co- sort of comes back comes back to life. One of the guys who was kind of the first the cop, I think, the one who was bitten first. He yeah. sort of like comes, he sort of like comes to life. Yeah. Um. So it starts attacking some some guys, and everyone sort of panics, and eventually they leave the room where mm. they sort of were trying to treat them, um, yeah. and they run out. They're, I think it's like some old abandoned like textile warehouse or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And they sort of escape through there, <clears throat> and manage to pull the shutter down as one of them sort of coming after them. 
Yeah. Mm. I think a couple, we, we, lose, we lose a couple of guys at this point, don't we? Yeah, we lose like two of them, I think. Um, but you, uh, I'm not sure. I think the doctor dies at this point. Uh, but the doctor was saying, like, oh, we can use the textile room to escape. And there's extra keys. But I think the doctor dies here because he was helping yeah. out the uh, health inspector. The, the doctor, thing. I don't understand. So the doctor, he was like, I'm an intern as a doctor. I've never heard of that before. And, and he's also the landlord or something. Like he's got all the keys to <laughs> Like, what yeah, job he, do you do? He, he, they, want, they, they want they don't have enough money to cast two people at this. So it's like, <laughs> right, we need a landlord and we need a doctor. Just put them together. They'll yeah. just be. He'll just be both. Yeah. He could be the. He could be so. He could be someone else as well. Yeah, exactly. To the point, I don't. Yeah, yeah. It, just like we can't split two. We can't have more than these amount of people dying. We can just cram some into one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What I liked about this bit beforehand as well is how it was shot because when at this time that room was closed off, right. And I loved how basically Pablo and Pablo and the basically everyone else was sort of like, okay, let's go and try and get a sneaky look. So they try and climb up these desks and look through the peaking of the window, yeah. this thing. And and he and this thing is all happening. And she's like, what's happening over there? And you see those ah, what's happening? Just literally trying to shout, like, shush, 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 something's happening. And then suddenly the zombies come out and he's and he's, she's panicking. She has no idea what's going on. And Pablo's like holding the camera above his head, trying to figure out what's going on. And yeah. Then the whole chasing through the textile room and everything else, and yeah. that leads to the explanation as to why all this was happening in the first place. Yeah, yeah. we um, get a, we get the classic. Just tell us what's happening. <laughs> yeah, very, you know more than us. It's so I think we got a, we got a standard zombie situation here, guys. There's a load yeah. of zombies. Don't get bit. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> but Manu was sort of shaking. I think Manu was going like, "Tell me, goddamn it, before I." chuck you or chuck you back to that thing and yeah. then he explains and this is uh, actually i kind of like how this is done as well because it's paced really well um and this is kind of the point where yes it slows down a bit but from this point onwards where it gets really quickly he explains like right what happened was is that we found a very rare virus or some kind of Ill, some kind of rare virus or something that's come from this dog, this dog got rabies, bit every bit every dog, and every, every all the animals now have rabies, and we yeah. tracked it down to this apartment building. And so yeah. that means this leads to the whole conversation before with saying, oh, my dog Max is not here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Coincidence? Yeah, and, um, and immediately Angela Angela dobs her in, doesn't he? She, she goes, yeah. doesn't she? She goes... Was that Doctor Max by any point? It's empty. It's empty over there. <laughs> and, the, and you know what's funny about this point? Like the mother's going like, and everyone's turning around looking at the girl, thinking, "Fuck, if she's sick, yeah. she's the reason why everyone else is sick." And that's sort yeah. of the thing that she's saying. And 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 she still she still holds on to her tonsillitis. Yeah, and, story and at this point, like, yeah. she? she just has tonsillitis. <laughs> she just has tonsillitis. Even after the daughter bites her, she's like bloody horrible tonsillitis. She's in so much pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Biting her own oh. oh, kids! Yeah. You know they like when they're sick. They yeah. just draw the some penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! So this, this is the point when the girl girl goes a bit. She was chilled out before the girl, and then yeah, she went yeah. a bit zombified. Again, she turned into like a feral cat. Like, did you notice that it wasn't like a normal human noise? It was like the cat noises. Yeah, yeah. So again, again, it looks like that they can control it and pick and choose when they want to go wild. It seems because she was quite calm before. And clearly yeah. she was infected. Um, and then she sort of like bites her mum and then goes a little bit wild. Has a little scream at everybody and runs up the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Teenagers. Um, oh, teenagers. go up to your room there, yeah. Go on. <laughs> Heard oh, a stomping. Geez. Stomping away in the door slams. <laughs> That's what you actually hear. You just go, ah! 
Wow. She bit her mum's face again, didn't she? Jesus, yeah. she needs to learn some respect. <laughs> God. Um, so about that point, that's when everyone starts panicking. And was it the? It's not the. It's not the copper because the copper. I'm not sure if the copper was done by this point. But they do they like handcuff the yeah. mother. It, it, it to, is like the security guard copper guy handcuffs yeah. the mum to the stairwell uh, to the iron, yeah. raw iron finger jobs. Um, and then they go back upstairs or something. Um, I think to yeah, get the girl. They, I think it's not just to get the girl, but I think it's also they're trying to find another means of escape because they try to go like, oh, you can go from one of these apartments. You can jump through the apartment and go through like the roof or something. Right. I think yeah. that's what they're trying to do. But I think people were once again umbrella corporation of one step ahead of them, and they said, oh, you can't even get through that either. Yeah. And it's like, we've got people bitten. Ah, it's all chaos in here. Ah. Yeah. They're and like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's got yeah, tonsillitis. <laughs> oh, no. It's the worst case. Yeah. I think there's a bit where they finally look at the window. The window's open and suddenly, you know, cellophane drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it. This thing. So... You've been cellophaned. Yeah. Yeah. So... You've been cellophaned again. <laughs> oh, God. So... Yeah, and that's by that point, I think they're all just starting to panic because they're just saying, we need to escape or something by this point, so. Yeah, so this is where the film kind of does get a bit mental, like, in a good way. Like, yeah. the, the camera gets more shaky, um, there's more screaming. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, when there's, um, someone gets killed around here, right? So, um, which one's Sergio? I've got written here, Jennifer bites Sergio. What, what's going on here? Um, I'm trying to remember which one's Sergio. Um, I can't remember yeah. actually. I can't <laughs> I remember. Sure. Oh, that's annoying. I'm not sure if Sergio is no, you know the, no, that's not it. Um, I'm not sure. So uh, but I do. I know it, they it, have it, to go back downstairs, right? So they, they, I think they yeah. decide need to go to Gwillem's apartment. Uh, who's yeah. like the uh, the intern slash landlord. Intern landlord. And then they're gonna <clears throat> they're gonna go into some underground door out somewhere. I'm not I'm not too sure really. Uh, but that, that's what I've been looking for anyway, because that. that's not really what they end up doing. So they go downstairs, the, the shutters are open, the zombies are all running out. Um, uh, the woman handcuffed to the, uh, the stairwell, she, they just have to leave yes. her because there really is nothing she can do about her. Pretty yeah. cruel. Um, and then they sort of leave her there to, uh, to get eaten, I guess. They don't really, do they eat people in this, or do they just sort of maul uh, a bit and then. They sort of, they sort of do, they do, like, Take chunks out of them, but they don't eat them. I think yeah. they just, just yeah. They more... can take take chunks, sort of infect them, and then they kind of just leave them to it. And then one of us, one of us, <laughs> and that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then they they start running up the stairs. Um, at what so at what point do um, we lose Manu? He's around here, right? Because I think we've only got like three people left. I I can't remember whether it's Manu here. Manu was a little bit later on, I think, because there's a okay. bit where they end up running into Camp Uncle's apartment. Um, yeah. And they and they go in and they and they're trying to explain like the whole idea, like look, we can go through this other thing and whatever it is and so on. We have to go for this thing. And then suddenly the Camp Uncle, while he's explaining it, I remember this bit. It's really cool. While he's explaining, it, one zombie sort of like in like this weird sort of corridor room yeah, thing. Yeah. And and camp and camp uncles literally saw us standing there and saying like, you have to go and get the keys. So what it's downstairs, you idiot. At the moment he says that, you know, zombie, I'm not sure if it's Manu or someone, something. I'm not sure it's Manu, but something like that. Grabs him and literally just goes, ah and starts eating on him. I think it's right the umbrella umbrella guy, right? 
it's the, yeah, 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 the umbrella yeah, yeah, guy saying, saying like, leave me. Yeah, he help inspector goes like, leave me, leave me here. Lock, mm. And he actually closed the door. It's like, don't even come in the door. Ignore me. Yeah. Sort it out. So you have Manu, so you have Manu, Pablo, Angela, and uh, and then Camp Uncle. And those are the only four left, yeah. basically. And so by that point, it's like, okay, there's a way to get out. We can try this. Because yeah, because yeah. whatever it is, and that's when Camp Uncle gets killed, and then he gets left like, with Matt. So the guy, the hazmat guy, pushes his hand for the thing. It's I think he takes a chunk, a bite out of his head, like yeah, right from the skull, like yeah. ah, like yeah, like he's eating from an apple or something, like a. <laughs> that must be. Can you do that? Can you bite into a skull? Um, like I guess maybe if you're uh, like rabid. I kind of figured the teeth would break. Thick. Break. I don't know. I, maybe I, he's got. Maybe he's got a meaty skull. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Or, or maybe you maybe you need a bit maybe needs a bit of cracking like an egg, I think. Yeah, just yeah, you gotta yeah. pound it a bit and then just yeah. gets like, I need to spoon. get to his juicy center. Yeah. Tap it with a spoon sounds for a bit, yeah. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Tap it with a spoon. <laughs> just seeing zombie going, it's not it's not properly done yet. Yeah. He's not done yet. Needs thirty more seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Proper boiling. Uh, but anyway, okay, so by that point, that's when they start going down and you need to find the extra thing to go to the underground, whatever this is. And yeah. I think this is where it kind of fails, basically, S- doesn't it? So, yeah, so around here, at some point, Manu turns and he's like the uh, the last manly man who's going to sort of be the saviour, yeah. I guess, but he, he turns anyway. So they chase upstairs instead uh, and they yeah. end up in this penthouse room or something. Uh, it's all crazy. There's full of photographs everywhere of his... Um, there's a great, there's a great shot prize to this, isn't there? Where um, they're, as they're trying oh, to find yeah, the keys, yeah. they look down the from stairwell. the very top, yeah. all the way oh. down the stairwell. You see, and you see sort of like five or six infected, all sort of like looking up. All the tenants, and you, yeah, it's great. And you yeah, see yeah. at this point, I remember this now that uh, Manu. This is one point where Manu actually, at one point before he turns, he actually kills a zombie by cracking his neck open or something, oh, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then. And at one point, he's, he, the three of them go after him, and with an axe, he's going, "I need to take him down!" Boom! God, he's so manly. Yeah, so and then manly. when you see, when you, he's such a man. And then right at the very top of the stairwell, as you see the thing you see that crushes you, you see Zombie Manu. I'm not sure if that yeah. was the same for you. Be like, oh yeah. no, not you! You yeah. did so well. You were so manly. <laughs> Because you know, if he's coming after you as well, you know, oh, you're yeah, finished. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. He's got tonsillitis and he ain't happy about it. He's I've got bloody tonsillitis. I'm fuming. It's not really tonsillitis. It's madly tonsillitis. Madly tonsillitis so it's yeah. extra level of testosterone it's with your man tonsillitis. Flu. The worst. Oh, shit. Yeah. Zombie flu for men, men is much worse than zombie, zombie flu for women, I'm sure. Zombie um, flu. <laughs> Okay, so they end up in the penthouse. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's like a tape that's playing or something, or some notes. I can't remember. But I yeah, we've kind of find it... out a bit of info about where this all came from, right? Yeah, because they, uh, I think it was um, one of the tenants before saying like, no one, barely someone lives at the top floor, but no one ever really lives there. And um, it turns out, all we know, there's a priest. Who probably did some stuff there, but we never really saw them at all, that kind of thing. Mm. So that teases it. And then when the tape is playing, it's kind of weird because obviously it's only seeing the light from the like the, the, of the camera. Like the... Yeah, because they can't seem to find the light switch for some yeah. reason. Yeah. And uh they go into the room. It's like imagine all this could be solved, you just turn left, but it's there. Just a little cookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey! <laughs> they didn't even try to clap in. 
didn't even try. Uh, That's the first thing you try. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no lighter. Yeah. Um, and as they're going through, that's when they find the tape. And the thing is, it sounds like religious mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Um, doesn't really sound scientific. So Angela's all like saying like, what the f- what the hell is this? What the hell is he talking about? It's like, he's interested. She's interested, but it's literally is confusing her because this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's only until they're scanning the room and see like things like exorcisms and weird sort of stuff like that and how they're trying to chemically, genetically modify in a weird way exorcisms, which yeah. is, that's what yeah. I've got. It's like exorcism. It's like, it's like a, there's like a biological cause for a demonic possession that there's a lot of articles about and obviously a lot of samples of different things. And so then it also yeah. almost... It, it flips on its head immediately because you're like, well, I thought this was just like a standard zombie bio-warfare chemical leak or something that's yeah. caused this thing. And it's not. It seems like it seems, it's something to do with demonic possession. Yeah. Um, and the, the guy who sort of left all this stuff was working for the Vatican as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that he's been hired by the Vatican to kind of, to kind of like oh. experiment on, this, on, on, on essentially patient zero. How weird is that, basically, which is like the, a Vatican having a scientist. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> we want to employ you. We're the Vatican. We want to employ you, the scientist. Yeah. What? But you have to do it for all these religious things as properly counteracting of anything scientific. So yeah. can you try and do something scientific using religion? <laughs> Prove all of these religious things with science. Uh, how much are you paying me? Uh, Jesus. Jesus! Just Jesus. paying you in one yeah, Jesus. You're, you're hired. <laughs> pay you Some with Jesus. Fine salary. Okay. Um, the bit at this point which I really find creepy is basically where they hear like a rustling from what seems to be like the attic room above mm-hmm. them. And yeah. this scared the hell out of me. I'm not sure about you. But yeah, uh, well, this, this is, is the very cheap. This is the most. So I would say this film has been good up to this point, And I feel like this last few scene, this last scene, are really what elevated it to the like maybe sort of culty sort of status it's got now. Yeah. The whole like the darkness and it's so so terrifying. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's great. So what happens? So they've got the bulb on the on the camera, but um, it, it gets broken or something. It goes. It gets broken by this. What looks like this? Where you, where you think it's a? I think it's a girl or something or something weird. You see, or at the beginning, you just hear a hand, a screech, and like a bit of a face, and yeah. it breaks the bulb. And all you hear them is panicking. It's like I can't see a thing. I can't see a thing. Put night vision on. I'll put night vision on. And they're just and and just holding on to Pablo, going like, I don't let go of me. And that's and then we find very something. Silence, very silent. Very of the lambs this moment, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. When... She couldn't. She couldn't really see what was going on, and it, you could only you could only see by looking through the camera. So that was creepy. So it's claustrophobic as it was already mm. in this penthouse, but yeah. then by removing their sort of like na- their only sort of light source, um, it just made it even more claustrophobic. Yeah. Just oh. imagine being in a completely pitch black apartment, knowing that there was possibly some sort of crazed, possessed creature somewhere, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And we get reach, to see the ready, crazy. Ready to reach out and touch you. We get to see the crazed creature. The, the oh, that's this is Patient Zero, right? This is yeah. the the girl that comes in, and she looks yeah. freaky as hell. Like her jaw is like all like swollen or something. She's got a it's hammer. Swollen, yeah, it's swollen. It looks like it looks like her jaws almost as if she could like dislocate it like a snake. Could it goes down her here yeah, or something? Like a tropical frog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, I think the weirder thing is, like, I think they, they did get a stunt double who was already very skinny as it was, 
but this looked really flipping skinny and skinny and really incredibly tall as well and i think that sort of added to it didn't it she just looked like this big gangling like i thought it was cgi at first i thought it was cgi at first i was like no, I, don't, I don't all... know if it's just because it was night vision. There's something about it just didn't look quite real. Yeah. And, and then I've seen the actor like in the makeup afterwards, and it's obviously real. But... Yeah, it's, and uh, it's, I, think, it's, I think the first time you see it, you're not sure whether to believe it or not, because it doesn't look human, like, at all. Mm. It, looks, it almost looks alien. And then, when, and then finally, when they go like, shh, 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 and, and I love it, and, <laughs> and just like holding a mouth, and like, oh, Fucking stay quiet. Shush. And they try to sneak around. And I think Pablo and all of them. She did that thing, where she uh, had to sneeze and then he held her nose for her. And then he went, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Classic. I'm not sure who it was, whether it was Angela or Pablo, but I think at one point, I think Pablo's won't go like, Stay quiet, stay quiet, stay quiet. And I think and Pablo was the one who probably hit something out of all the ones. Yeah. He's the one who's saying quiet, and Pablo hit something, and literally, re- his suddenly she sees it. The, the patron zero sees it, like instant turn, and just bolts towards him. And that yeah. is, oh, and this is where the sh- this is where it got really uncomfortable for me because it felt like the shaky cam, like you can see like every single hit of what will look like Pablo being smashed in the head with like a wrench or a hammer or something. Yeah. Ugh, Christ. Yeah. And you don't you don't even see it, but you can definitely imagine it mm. so well with that. Yeah, you can imagine exactly what's happening in that sequence. <laughs> so in the in the uh, description I read, um it said that she eats Pablo, but I I thought she was just smashing with a hammer. I thought she was that's just what, crazy. That's what rabid, I thought like, as well. Yeah. Yeah, because it just goes boom, 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 just and then drags the corpse away. But you feel like it just keeps on smashing until yeah. his face is like a pulp. That's what I think it was. And then we get like a, a shot that I'm pretty sure has been um, uh, redone a few times. You know, the, the, the person, the, um, Angela, our main character, like she's in pitch black. Yeah. She sort of crawls towards the night vision camera, and then she gets yeah. suddenly yanked away. I'm sure I've seen that as like done badly in quite a few things since this yeah we've yeah. probably seen we've, so I've probably seen that half a dozen times i think since then and you know what's it's interesting stuff, and you know what's interesting as well is like in the remake of quarantine they use the ending in the trailer so it kind of uh, ruined, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so in the trailer of quarantine you see the ending which is her being dragged away and you're like it's be- yeah it's because actually- it's the most iconic Iconic yeah. moment, and the, the remake is trying to just just drain everything, every little last ounce of originality out of it. It's just like, what's the most iconic moment? This is. Let's. I think I think it's the poster as well. The poster for yeah, quarantine. Yeah, her being dragged. Her getting dragged away like that, and it's like, well, there's the end in there. There you go. Don't need to see it. Done. Yeah. Ruined it. Yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and at the end of it, I remember the last line is the last. You actually hear the last line. What she says before, like it goes to black, and then it goes and say, whatever you do, keep recording. You know, whatever you do, keep recording, you son of a bitch. And then it cuts to the big wailing, and the yeah. credit happens. And uh, yeah, and so that is such a good ending. And so the film ended, roll credits, and then me and my five uni friends like looked at each other, somber and silent, like <laughs> go home now. Bloody hell, bloody hell, we missed it. <laughs> missed the end. Yeah. Oh, let's, start, let's, yeah. Let's, let's start it again. We got nowhere to be. Let's start yeah. it again. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think it is the last twenty minutes because I think. The last 20 minutes, you mentioned at the very beginning, it feels like a haunted house, mm-hmm. right? You know how we, it, 
I, I hate the thing is I actually like hate haunted houses and it's funny because I love horror movies but I hate haunted houses I hate horror games I hate anything like that so that last bit felt as if like if you were there in that environment everything's claustrophobic there's there's dozens of these things being chased after you at any minute you don't know if they're gonna pounce on you or anything it's really makes you uncomfortable and really yeah. un- really just at edge your feet and when you finally get into the penthouse and then you're like it's not over yet. It's another level, yeah. yeah. It gets to like the bus bus stage. It's not even that. Yeah, it's a boss level. Not even that. Like, it gets weird by that point. You never expected the whole religion thing to suddenly come into it, and you're thrown this curveball, like, in the last five minutes, and you have to try and absorb that, and you don't have the time. So you're just, because you're still shaken by the last 15 minutes of being chased up a stairwell by zombie Manu. So <laughs> you're just, oh, God, it's, it's, I can't handle this. Despite, despite the reveal at the end, for me, it didn't seem to like affect the way I perceived the film. I still perceive the film as like a zombie find footage film. I don't, when I think of yeah. Wreck, I don't think demonic possession. No, no, no. It hasn't like yeah. changed, it hasn't changed the way I perceive the film. So it's almost like a twist as such, but it hasn't. Hasn't altered the film completely. So when you look back at the film, you you look at it in a completely different light. It's still that sort of classic zombie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it still it still falls under zombie. It's like you know when you think of Twenty Eight Days Later, and they're not technically zombies, but it's still yeah. it still falls under the zombie genre. The, the other se- hmm? sorry, it's like the other it, sequels as well, like uh, Wreck Two. That's when he start playing up more of the demonic possession stuff and the weird. Yeah. So it's all about religion and ghosts and yeah. shit. And like, no, no, it was about weird, crazy zombies that later on revealed to be something to do with something to do with demonic possession. Yeah. 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 So good ending then. Uh, so um, let's just really talk about like the, the score or the directing style in general. Like I said, I think yeah. some of the camera, the way the camera is, is really clever in this. Um, mm. And in terms of score, there wasn't any, but there was like an eerie. I listened back to it uh, today just to have a quick, because I couldn't remember any score at all, but I listened to it. But you have got like yeah. a, like an ominous drone, really catch, mm. catchy stuff, just like throughout the entire <laughs> film. Yeah, just that kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way through. Um, but yeah, it's just, I thought it was a great film. I think the performances as well of all of the characters were, were quite natural. I, I thought they yeah. all played the parts very, very well. Um, it, none it, of it felt uh, like stagey or theatre or anything yeah. like that. It's interesting because as well, like me coming from like that kind of well, Barcelona is like North Spain, but I see they got very big stereo archetypes that are very Spanish. Yeah. Now I'm not saying in in Gibraltar is mostly a Mediterranean sort of thing, so that kind of stereo archetypes we get in Gibraltar. So what's funny is I got you know my you know the agony sort of like the sort of like the nagging mum. Right. Yeah. That is my auntie. Right. I can see that's exactly my auntie. You know, the uh, the, the some other characters like that's exactly like a family member or a friend of mine. Because yeah. that's exact. So that made it even slightly maybe I felt more scared or got connected with them more because I felt like I understood the archetypes more. And it felt yeah. natural because it didn't feel forced. It never felt like, oh, we're doing this as a stereotype, although slightly camp uncle feels a, <laughs> a little bit hammy. But yeah, yeah, a little bit. But I think he was adding to it as well. They like say like, "Oh, it's like, oh, I just keep an eye on my mum and all that." And even when she passed away, I still kind of, you know, did all this and kept the house. And it's just, you know, you have these archetypes. And uh, but that's the thing; they're not arch- they're archetypes. They don't really feel like stereotypes, but they, uh, you kind of, you kind of get enough of the character anyway. That even if they were over the top or natural, that you can go along with it anyway. It doesn't feel like, hey, wait a minute. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, 
So jump scares, shitty pants moments. Uh, anyone got any? Um, yeah, plenty yeah, really. There was there was obviously in the attic with the little boy when when the little boy smashes the bulb. That was a jump scare. Yeah. I think sort of like there are a few like zombie zombie grabs, zombie reveals throughout that were quite jumpy. Uh, again, yeah. didn't feel too cheap. You could kind of see them come in a mile off a little bit, I guess. Mm. Yeah, um, but they were still they were still pretty effective. Yeah, the yeah. what the first the, the the first proper jump scare, which is Alex falling from the stairwell. Yeah, for me, that, yeah. that shit me up really bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it did because it come because yeah. at the beginning you don't there wasn't anything really scary up at that point. Yes, you had the woman eating the sergeant, but that wasn't scary. You just kind of went ah oh okay we're getting into standard it. that you see it all the time. But a guy yeah, you know, being chokeslammed every day. Turnbuckle. You it's, don't. That's rare. No, Even in wrestling yeah. terms, it's actually quite rare. So, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> see that that was the first one that really kind of shook me up a bit. Uh, the second one was actually having the the little girl bite the mum. Even though we saw it coming, I just yeah. think it's more like once it finally happened, and then she goes rah and runs up. Yeah. It just felt like uh, that got me a bit nervous because now we've got this tiny little scary little zombie girl which is probably the worst combination because horror movies you've got zombies yeah they're scary children are fucking terrifying okay would you Combine rather have, let me ask you a question would you rather have zombie manu after you or zombie girl after you Oof. okay zombie girl because if because it because she's small enough i could probably kick her you could probably kick but her. um yeah. i could kick her like a football but uh zombie manu <laughs> no he, the batman is a batman zombie brick wall yeah zombie manu nobody's got any chance against zombie manu he's coming he's coming at you he's steamrolling at you yeah <laughs> Yeah. And he's probably still has an axe because he's been carrying that axe everywhere. So zombie man with an axe is a no go. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. So I've got some uh, trivia. Um, okay. We just, I guess, we just do them and see. You both get a chance to answer. Uh, see if you get it right. Uh, so uh, number one, uh, director Paco Plaza directed the first three films, um, and he also wrote Quarantine. True or false? Mm. So you wrote the American version of it. <sighs> Mm. I'm going to say yes. That's because I think the moment Wreck came out, I did think I read an article saying that the guys who were behind Wreck were totally okay with it being remade for Americans. I mm. think yeah. because I, I think I think it's true. So it's true. Yeah, you are both correct. Okay, uh, number Woo! two, uh, Wreck was. This is a unusual for films. It was filmed chronologically. That never really happens in filmmaking. True or false? True. Uh, I'm gonna say true. Okay, they're both true. Yeah, you're both right. Uh, okay, so uh, number three, wreck is uh, short for rectangle on account of all the shape of the doors in the in the apartment building. True or false? That's false. <laughs> That's such an obvious false. Okay. Wait a minute. Let's just think about this. Let's think about it for a second. Is it a trick question? Because it could ben. be. Is it a trick question? It, I think. Well, is it a trick question? Yes, it's false, Luke. Sorry. Because what? what Sorry, pressure button. What, what else could it be shot for? I was going to say for uh, a minute. I was going to say for a minute. You suddenly stumbled across some kind of weird conspiracy theory. It's <laughs> like we didn't even think this. You, you oh, haven't thought it through. Yeah. Uh, that was false. Okay. Um, thank God. So the, the the actual the final shots were were in complete pitch black. The the, the actors actually literally could not see what's happening. Uh, true or false? Uh, I'm going to say true. True, true. Let's say true. Yeah, both right. Uh, so the last one then. Uh, so this is the question. 
A big old computer game took record its main source of inspiration. Can you name the game? Is the name game? Uh, was it Resident Evil? Oh wait! Oh, it took its took its inspiration from it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got. I know. I know. I know. I know. Now I know. I know. Is it Outlast? Ben, do you Outlast. Got, do you got an answer? Oh yeah, Outlast. It's got to be Outlast. Same same sort of color palette with all the greens and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it was Outlast. Yeah, yeah. Outlast and I think uh, Amnesia oh. I read somewhere as well. Which Amnesia, by the way, if you've ever played that, is the most terrifying game. I, I managed 10 minutes and I just couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, like the weird... Yeah, in Amnesia, I'm just realising now, the weird, tall, lanky people that look like the big head mm. things, the ones yeah. that get chased around. Yeah, I can yeah. see that being a bit. Yeah. Okay, uh, so we've got to rate the film. You both, you both did quite well in that in that trivia. I think you, you got them all right. Okay, yeah. uh, so we've got to rate the film. Um... Who wants to go first? Uh, how do we rate this exactly? Oh, right, yeah, so we should, should, we should have told you. So between A and F, um, it's kind of like a personal thing. I mean... Yeah. You can throw in a plus or a minus as well yeah. if you're feeling fruity. All right, fruity. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll, all right, as of horror film in general, as a horror film in general, I'd give it a B. Yeah. If as a, as a shaky cam movie, I'd give it a solid A. Because it's the best one out of the, one of the best ones out of the lot. I still personally think it's the best one, but as a horror movie, it's kind of a B because mm-hmm. you, it's zombies, it's shaky cam. If you know some of the tropes, you're gonna get it, but you're gonna still have fun anyway. It's like it's and it's plus it's only like seventy five minutes. It's short, yeah. so mm-hmm. you can if you have like an hour and a half to burn, you can watch it and just enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Ben? What are you saying? Uh oh. I was, I was, I was toying, toying with an A, toying with an A. Yeah. Um, but I think I might go for like a B plus. If you mm-hmm. are you still happy? Are you still happy for me to throw pluses and minuses in there, Luke? Yeah, I wouldn't change that now. Like we're like twenty episodes <laughs> in. We're not doing that. You got to mix these things up, mate. You got to mix these things up. You got to switch yeah. the goalposts now and again. Yeah. I think I'll go for a B plus. Yeah. You going for B plus? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go for a B as well. Like like Johan said, like it's it's a solid good horror film like one of the good ones i wouldn't say it's like one of the best horror movies i've ever seen but it is at least one of the most memorable ones i've seen and in terms of like yeah. uh fan footage horror films yeah it's i mean this yeah, and Blair it's, made, Witch. it's made me want to go it's made me go and want, want to watch the sequels as well which is good yeah yeah what yeah. about quarantine fuck quarantine uh, man fuck quarantine <laughs> no I'll, that's the quotation to take from this ben man. says fuck quarantine Hashtag fuck quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag fuck quarantine. 2017. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, that should be on a poster. Yeah, thanks again, <laughs> thanks again for our uh, special guest, Johan. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. I hope you enjoyed it. Johan. Uh, oh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so you were going to come on again at some point, I hope, I imagine. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. I would like to do another episode of this at some point. Just uh, throw me somewhere where you think you need an ex- a third wheel. Yeah. And I need to think uh, of a, a pun that's suitable because we had Rexpert for this one. I need to think of something else that's further down the line. I don't know yet. We'll see, what, we'll <laughs> we'll see if we match something up. We'll, okay. we'll only get you on for a new episode if there's a pun to go with it. <laughs> Otherwise, don't so, bother. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll be <laughs> hiding and waiting for the next pun. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk to Johan, uh, you can talk to him on our Facebook group, uh, the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors, where we like to chat about horror films and um, I don't know really, we just basically get your opinions on the films because there's a lot of these films I haven't even seen. Um, mm. So I like to, you know, get a, a feel of the place before we go in, and um, that's where we do that. Um, next, yeah. the next film on the list 
is a film I've not seen either. It's a Nicholas mm-hmm. Rowick film, Don't Look Now. Have you seen it? Oh, oh yes. Don't Look Now. I have indeed. Once, a while ago. It'd be good to get a refresh here. Yeah. Did you like Ooh, it? I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I like Don't Look Now. Definitely. Okay, cool. it's, a, it's good. There's a big reveal. Ooh. <sighs> I've ruined it. <laughs> now, now, now he's going to be watching it waiting for the reveal he's going to be hey, what, something's going to happen now any minute yeah, yeah. oh no <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a film it's not a real real thing that's happening that's the reveal I figured it out <laughs> okay uh, the reveal so, is something happening yeah uh, so um, the show is brought to you by the story studio Hawk and Cleaver head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book become a patron uh, over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver thanks to Kovac Cameron for our theme music thanks to ACAST for hosting the show Thanks to the listeners, and thanks to my co-host, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Uh, thanks again to Johan. And uh, Ben, did you watch any of Channel Zero at all? I haven't got around to it yet, but it's on the list. On I the will, list. and on we will list. discuss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Say bye. 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 Goodbye.